Joe Watkins, Travis Castle here with a rental property hangover. Got something today that I think all landlords need to be very aware of. Um, we are sponsored by Yes I Rent, by the way. Property management company, Atlanta, Georgia. Look us up at yesirent.com. You can get all our podcasts there as well as any other podcast network. Give us five-star reviews. Give us feedback. We want to deliver the content. And today's content is, is really very important for landlords. Often uh, is under thought about. It's, it's, it's checked off as a task. And in fact, it's uh, potentially a huge liability, very dangerous not to be aware of what your liability is. What is your liability as a landlord and how can you protect your liability as a landlord? Well, Gene, you know, I, I spend a lot of time, I don't know about you, I feel like you might too. I spend a lot of time reading the insurance journal at home. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's fascinating reading the insurance journal. So I want to do a little shout out to insurancejournal.com where uh i don't want to say stole it's not stole joe where we educated ourselves on from the insurance company's perspective and, and in all seriousness that's the perspective is the insurance company uh the 10 things you should know about landlord liability and exposure mm. okay so let's just jump into this straight Man. from the insurance journal do we have do we have the haunted music deal we gotta have that oh Joe nailed it. No one's applauding yet, but that, that's spooky music. Here, here we go. Number one, injury responsibility. Can I get a shout out from the local attorneys who are preying on this right here? So you own a home, obviously an injury from your tenant potentially exposes liability to you. Um, so what would be the tipping point in that? What, what would actually cause it to be a possible lawsuit for you? Okay. Let's assume that, uh, here's the danger. The danger is that it's a lawsuit that your insurance company doesn't pay. That's your biggest danger. Number one, you need to have a proper property coverage and, and liability insurance policy to protect you from these types of things that may occur. Uh, and so number one is, do you have a property dwelling prop, uh, uh, insurance policy that protects the property that also includes some liability insurance for tenant, uh, injury. Um, let's don't make the assumption that we all have these in all of our policies. Cause there's a lot of policies out there. Make sure injury coverage is, is included or at a rider on your policy. Well, and, and there's additional add-on policies too, right? Just in general, just kind of that walking around umbrella yeah. policy might be a good idea uh, in, in this thing. I think when you have assets like this, you have tenants running around, especially if you got multiple homes. Um, this is one of those deals where you maybe you can't be insured too much, frankly, right? But now that that's that's kind of how, how to handle this. But when would, you know, because people get injured in your rental property all the time. You don't get sued every day. I mean, there's people well, right now falling downstairs in rental. Yeah, property. I mean, people can sue for any reason. There's a lot of people out there trying to, trying to, you know, help tenants with lawsuits. A lot of, a lot of attorneys out there that target this. Here's the, here's the key. The key is knowing the condition of your property. When you've been aware or made aware 
of a dangerous condition of your property, you have done everything in your effort to to address that issue. The, the, the lawsuit where the check gets written is when you were negligent. You knew about it. You didn't do anything about it. And something happened. You're aware you didn't do it. And something happened. So, you know, this is a double-edged sword. I'm going to, I'm going to jump to number two on that sword because you, you did use the magic word that all attorneys just wake up in the morning and say negligence, negligence. How do I prove someone was negligent? Number two, according to the insurance journal, the guys writing the checks, they say, and I'm going to read this to you, Joe, actual negligence need not in most cases be specifically proven. Okay, I'm going to go. Let's just read this and let's pick it apart. It's sufficient for the plaintiff, the plaintiff tenant, to show that the landlord actually knew or here it is. Should have known. Should have known. Should have known. And there's there's where you get the good attorney of a dangerous condition and either failed to repair it or to give adequate warning of its presence to the tenant. Hmm. Yeah. Look, you're you're a landlord, especially if you own more property in the state of Georgia. If you own 10 or more, you're not just a landlord. You're a professional landlord. You're on the same level as a, a broker who owns property. And so you are the one that is, is held accountable to what the condition of the property is. And you're held accountable to inform the tenant thereof, not the other way around. So, so that's a bit of a cure there too. So we're going to try to kind of give some, not just how dark the world is, not just that it's going to be a dark winter. We, we want to give an opportunity for some uh, outs here. So in terms of day, so what comes to mind here on dangerous conditions, you think of this more in terms of buying a property where you would get a, um, a seller's disclosure form, right? And that would kind of be the opportunity for the seller to say, here are the known defects of the property. Do you suggest, Joe, after reading this, that possibly there's a, a similar thing that would take place with a tenant? Uh, yes, um, I do. I think there's there's things like uh, there's a there's a lake at the back of the property. I, I, let's state the obvious of the dangers of the lake in the lease. Let's just let's have it in there now. Just because you state it doesn't mean you're not liable. That's right. So I think what the, the insurance journal is saying here that um, that I think what they're really saying is you need to have insurance. Oh, well, there's no question. Yeah, there, there, there's, <laughs> because, there's no question. Because you may not be at fault, but you still owe. Well, none, none of this is, a, is a, a silver bullet, and we all know how much I love silver bullets. But I, I do think that if you've got the lake or you've got the swimming pool or you've got the steep stairs and you're not going to be putting in different stairs – that there is some acknowledgement in the lease, maybe a rider, especially for pools and spas and that kind of thing, that sort of sets, hey, you know, please make me aware if this becomes more dangerous, but be aware this is dangerous, you know, sure. and, and that you're responsible for people that you invite to the property. You know, put, put some of that, because as the landlord, in all fairness, you, just, you can't be there 24-7 policing your property. And as, as property managers, which is what you and I are, uh, career, by the way, property managers, we're not going to stand. We're not going to be in the backyard saying, "Hey, hey, it's dangerous, right?" So, anything you can inform, I think, helps your attorney in court to say you gave notice. Which of is number three: inspect the premises. Ooh, it's a little controversial with you and me. It is uh, to avoid 
or at least minimize the possibility of a lawsuit for negligence, a landlord or his agent should inspect the premises from time to time, not just at the beginning and the end of the lease, keep a list of the complaints, encourage tenants to get involved by letting you know of dangerous conditions and security problems, because those inspections at least show your intent to understand the, the condition of the property and, I go back to, I've had a few lawsuits over the years of properties I've owned and or managed. One being, we did an inspection. Our inspector found a deck to be not necessarily safe. Uh, One of those being a step that needed to be replaced. It was rotten. Along with some other things as far as attaching to the house better informed the tenant that the deck was dangerous, put it in the inspection, had the tenant sign that the deck was dangerous. Do not go on the deck. We need to get someone out here to look at this and repair it. Repairs took a little longer than probably need be. Tenant used deck. Tenant tenant stepped on step, step broke. Tenant twisted ankle in a pretty bad way, fell down the stairs, went to the hospital, hired an attorney, sued us. We had all the data to suggest that notification was made of of lack of safety. At the end of the day, the two insurance companies came together and agreed on a $90,000 settlement in her favor. I will tell you that I was dangerously close of not having the proper insurance to cover that. Uh, And so it is extraordinarily important to make sure that your low price insurance that you chose over the the one that was $400 more actually has your liability covered. Inspect the premises. What this is saying is do not believe or think for a minute that your tenant bears the responsibility of the dangerous conditions. There you go. Yeah, for sure. There's one thing Joe and I know after beating with a, uh, I hate to say the word. This is like saying shank in golf. Mold. Mold. <clears throat> the mold attorney. Uh, we went to go see the guy that is actually the one that sues you, landlord. <laughs> and he had a different view on, on this inspect the premises. He said, if you own that property, why would you walk through it with the tenant, be made aware of all these issues, and knowing most landlords, no knock against landlords, you're busy people, you're not going to repair any of that stuff. <laughs> and, then that, and then that stuff becomes a monster liability. Well, now, you have, now you have real negligence. You've got real negligence. You've got real notice. Uh, the, the, the point being, while you're walking the property, you're not completely aware that you're putting yourself in that position. It's another reason why the occupation of property managers exist, frankly, as a, as a third-party arm. Oh, not, not only did he say, here, here's his, here was his main point that was scary to me. His main point was, not only did he, did he demonstrate negligence directly, the main point that they were making was 
he did not just represent the LLC that owned the freaking properties. He was there personally. He was there personally as an individual who personally decided to be negligent. Well, and and therefore that attorney was able to attach all of his personal assets to the lawsuit. And and by the way, this particular individual and the reason this attorney was telling Joe and I this story, why it was so memorable, because surely this attorney's done this thousands of times. It was memorable because he did this to a billionaire. <laughs> he, he did this to a guy that owned an apartment complex who came in. Well, tons of apartment complexes, yeah, exactly. but there was one in yeah, particular. Yeah, yeah. Well, th this particular one, he comes into Atlanta and is talking to the maintenance technicians about, about the property, and they're beginning to describe... Uh, mold-related issues with the the roof, the gutters. Long story short, I mean, he's a mold attorney. That's why he got involved. Was it was a mold claim? I guess maybe, perhaps even. I don't know if it rose to class action or if it was one. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, he was there and uh, representing himself. Had direct knowledge of the issue. Got on the plane, flew back home, uh, and then the issue became a health hazard, and it was millions of dollars uh, personally. It's called piercing the corporate veil, if I remember. Correctly. He, he pierced it by being there and, and being negligent and I, not a, not an attorney here. So we're not going to give you all the details of why and how, but the point being is be careful here, guys, your assets could be at risk. Hire a property manager. Yep. Put us in the way, put it, put us in the liability line of fire because we we're the one that did the inspection right now. If we, now if we do an inspection then we let you know, Hey, hello, You've got a deck that has no through bolts. They're just up there with three three inch screws. It is it is really close to falling off the house. And you and, and we have documentation where you said, "Nah, it'd be okay. It's been there twenty years. You're, you're done. <laughs> you're, you're done when it falls off." Okay. Uh, next, Travis. Other perils. Now, this is just again. Remember, this is an insurance company writing this. Love you, insurance journal. It's riveting, but. They have to say other perils. And this is the sort of thing you want to look at in your policies, like Joe was talking about. Insurance companies are really good about painting a broad brush on things they just don't cover. Other perils. Well, what other perils? <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I thought it was covered. Um, you know, just very simply, losses from earthquakes, floods, natural disasters. So one of the things to ask your insurance agent, now this would be curious how many insurance, this is perhaps where you could expose your insurance guy a little bit, is... What is not covered in this policy? Can, can, can we have a discussion around your knowledge of what's not covered? You may not get the truth there, Travis. You may not, but you got to ask. I think you got to be educated to say, hey, is there is, is flood is flood insurance in here? I mean, we're not in a flood zone, but if I get flooded, is it covered? If an earthquake knocks me down, if a hurricane takes me out, if, if uh, you know, a tree falls on my house, uh, ask these questions, get a proper coverage um, make sure they're a plus rated. So we're, we're going to breeze through this. Um, liability claims is kind of number five. Uh, liability claims are usually covered under your general liability policy. Well, do you have one? Number one, uh, number two, does it cover attorney's fees and, and other, uh, in costs that you may incur? It, it, it does, but keep in mind, this is where your policy limits matter. If your policy limits are too low and you have a $300,000 lawsuit that's likely to go to go through here and you have a $100,000 policy limit, keep in mind 
That does not mean that they cannot get and go after $300,000. It just means your insurance is only going to pay up to $100,000. And so in the context of my last homeowner's insurance policy, in fact, my insurance agent strongly encouraged me based on my net worth and assets that are out there. You need to absolutely increase your homeowner's insurance and car insurance and all that stuff to a limit level to where if you get sued in a bad situation, your policy limits are going to cover those issues. Otherwise, they're coming after you personally because they can find out you have assets. So that's what we're trying to protect, your assets. That's that's what they do. Uh, Added liability concerns. Now, so this is, we're in a new age today, and I'm going to kind of skip to the chase here. I've seen landlord tenants on different forums kind of blasting each other here. And uh, you got to be a little careful there. There's other liability issues other than the slip and fall in your house or the or the back deck. Um, you know, have you done something in terms of security to the property? Is there a security issue around that? Is we're living in the internet age? Is there some slander taking place with a back and forth on on, on the internet? Um, again, man, good attorneys can really paint a picture of you. Uh, perhaps you think you're responding to an accusation. Maybe they call that slander on their end. So, uh, you know, the landlord-tenant relationships tend to be adversarial when things go bad. Don't discriminate. No discrimination. Based on, you know, all the protected statuses. You will go down for that, no matter, you know, what... what and it, it may surprise you what is deemed discrimination, frankly. You need to do your homework. You, you, need, you need to really... Learn the federal that. fair housing laws, guys. Um, you, you need to stay inside those. Yeah, that's the business you're in, right? So that's part, part of knowing. So the next thing, number seven here, is a vehicle liability. This is really simple here. If you're going to be operating a vehicle in the context of your business, in the context of your rental business, um, don't, don't be caught with hey we're not covering the incident because you were doing business in your in your personal vehicle right make sure your 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 vehicle has proper coverage for the landlord activity you'll be doing because um, insurance companies do look for ways not to pay bills guys here here's a little pro tip from a guy that's got uh, two and a half teenagers here on insurance um, Joe you feel this too Check into commercial policy. In some weird way, the world's a little bit on its ear. Now, it depends on the commercial policy. Uh, but I think as long as you're not operating he- heavy equipment and all that, it was cheaper. Do you have, uh, do you have a commercial policy? I have a commercial policy. It was cheaper. Yeah, commercial policy. Absolutely. What, I'm, what, doing, I'm doing business in my what, car. What, what business did you put under? Well, we'll have to look at that up. But I, I've got a commercial <laughs> policy. It's half. Uh-huh. Uh, the cheapest quote I had, five people was uh, $11,000 through Progressive. <laughs> I get you some of and that. what are you paying? 6800 Really? That's just a little pro tip. Let's keep going. All right, that's a pro tip I Dog- need after the show. <laughs> dogs and critters. Right. Oh, uh, well, that's that's pretty pretty obvious. Yeah, number eight, dogs dogs and critters. Dogs will cause damage. Uh, they may per- cause damage to the next-door neighbor, and they may be your tenant. What dogs. do we do as a property manager for that? We protect you in the lease bud we get money we get monthly rent we really know the liability that dogs and critters can 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 have and so we we protect you in that lease in in, in a great way make sure your your insurance also well protects you from a dog that that 
you know, you get a pit bull that chews the whole house up. Is it going to be covered? I'm guessing that's excluded. So, so I, I have kind of a roomie in one of our satellite offices who's an insurance agent. He talks about that all the time. These, a lot of these dogs aren't covered at all. I don't think anybody asked that question. Got to ask that question. Security related issues. We touched on this previously. Uh, you know, elevators, maybe you own a multi uh, family building. What are you doing? How are you documenting the, the maintenance on an elevator? Uh, the dark areas, uh, are, is there lighting compliance issues, parking lots, these sort of things, security issues, definitely get sued over security issues. Yeah, you, maybe you have a commercial building and, and you are in a, in a known area of, of, of crime, security cameras, proper locks, you know, just, just take valid precaution around this. And then number 10, oh man, if they had just used Yes, I Rent Property Management located in mcdonough yes, georgia I yes i rent we would not yes, I have rent property management any bad behavior by tenants number 10 the bad tenant we place good tenants and collect your, your rent. rent maintain your properties and account for it how that sound that's pretty good so bad behavior tenants obviously uh that is what we need to stay away from but it includes eviction includes Nuisance, uh, you can be sued, by the way, from your neighbor because you have a nuisance tenant. Mm. Oh, yes, you can. Night there. So don't put a nuisance tenant in, you know, and, and, and hold them accountable to what they're causing because there's real liability around not giving your neighbor a peaceful enjoyment of their home. Mm. Right? Man, how common is this one? That's crazy. The bad tenant. And uh, it goes back to some previous episodes. How do you avoid that? Man, once they're in there, it's hard to avoid. I'll tell you exactly how you avoid it. And it's something like this. Yes, I rent. Yes, I rent. Yes, I rent property management. Hire a professional daggone property management. This, this is the rental property hangover. And that is your secure and best way to make sure your liability is limited as well as getting with excellent insurance coverage from your best insurance provider. Do your shopping. We're out here at the Rental Property Hangover. This is Joe and Travis. Check us out at Yes, I Rent com where you can find the rental property hangover and our other podcast the big truths of small business give us your rating give us your like we appreciate our audience love you see you next week